0: Hey, welcome to the Spitball and Baseball podcast for our midweek episode. Um, it is currently 5.56 p.m. on April 14th, so anything that happens after this, I do apologize that we didn't cover it, but um, yeah, we're here to just recap the series that have happened since the beginning of this week, since we last talked to you guys on Sunday, and uh, happy to be talking some more baseball. We're starting to get into the thick of the season, so we're starting some, um, some third series for some teams in the next couple of days, and yeah, happy to be here. Reed, uh, how are you doing?
1: I am doing phenomenal, enjoying watching some baseball. Some bets of mine have gone unfortunately wrong, um, <laughs> but you know we look to bounce back as the season continues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's just get right into these series. Um, just want to go ahead and recap uh, the series that we didn't get to wrap up last week. Um, the Pirates and the Cardinals will have to make up their game. So just due to inclement weather, they will have a make-up game, I believe, in June. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox played their final game of their series on Sunday uh, for Sunday Night Baseball. It was a really fun game. The Red Sox end up pulling it out 4-3. to three. And then on Monday, uh, the other series that finished up was the um, Mariners and the Twins. They end up splitting the series. Um, Mariners losing this one. Uh, actually, again... Bundy only getting two total hits. So, uh, Twins win that one 4 0. So, just wanted to touch on those real quick. And then uh, on that same day, we, of course, started some other series. Uh, we're going to start off with the Guardians and the Royals. They've played a couple games since we've last talked. Reed, why don't you take us through uh, what those games have sort of. Yeah, uh, so, so uh, we'll, I, we saw Sorry, the Guardians and the Royals actually finished their series. But um, then, of course, we have the Guardians and the Reds. Sorry.
1: Yeah, so I think two pretty evenly matched teams. Like, I would say. Potentially two third-place teams, uh, but teams who could make some noise, teams who are going to pitch really well. um, You saw the the Reds pitching really well against the Braves opening weekend, and you saw the Guardians pitch really well against the Royals, which uh, not much to say about the Royals' offense, but I think you have a lot to look forward to uh, for the Guardians' pitching staff. Tristan McKenzie looks like he's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shane Bieber, uh, I think is going to put together a Cy Young-caliber year, uh, assuming that he's healthy this year. Uh, and then Stephen Kwan is actually an emerging uh, Rookie of the Year candidate. I think he was on base something crazy like 18 times to start of the year, um, including 5-for-5 five five in that first uh, game against the Reds where they won 10-5 to five on Tuesday. So uh, both really interesting teams. I think the Guardians more so. Um, with that pitching staff, and then we'll see how yeah. Stephen Kwan is, and obviously hope that Jose Ramirez is going to put up numbers.
0: Yeah, of course, they, uh, the Guardians do take the the two-game sweep uh, over the N state rivals, 10-5 and then 7-3, so not much too else to talk about there. Our board, Jonathan India, is not having the greatest start to the season, but uh, we hope he can end up picking it back up, and as you talked about, Kwan has just been on fire. He's batting 526, so... Um, so yeah, really, really exciting for them. I believe the Guardians get today off, so they'll they'll pick up um, a new game, a new series tomorrow. I do believe um, against the Giants. So that'll be that'll be really fun. Um, I'll actually be at the game on Easter in Cleveland as the the Giants take on the Guardians. So that will be that'll be a lot of fun. Um, our next series that we are going to touch on, of course, are the Brewers taking on the Orioles.
1: Yeah, Brewers Orioles. I think on paper, you look at that and you think Brewers sweep. Um, and I think you, you saw what you expected. Uh, Brewers probably would have liked to handle business a little bit more comfortably, but you know they take the series from the Orioles, which um, a team like the Brewers, who they're going to be competing with both the Cubs and the Cardinals, have to have to, have to beat up on those uh, mm-hmm. bottom tier teams.
0: Yeah, and I mean, the games were closer probably than the Brewers would have thought. I mean, they, they of course, start the series against the Cardinals today. They're currently up 2-0 on the top of the third. But 2-0, uh, Orioles with the win there. Really, really good pitch from Zimmerman and the bullpen. Hauser, uh, of course, takes the loss with only three and two-thirds pitch. Their only runs were scored in the second inning. Second game, 5-4. I mean, the Brewers were lucky to win that one. Lauer uh, goes four and a third, giving up three runs, so not a good day from him. Um, yeah, and then of course the last game four to two. Um, you do have Corbin Burns on the bump there, and he does go uh, seven shutty, so um, a good game for them there. But yeah, if you're the Brewers, you gotta be you gotta be a little bit disappointed with your performance there, and you really have to step up these next few games against the Cardinals. So um, the next series would be the Rockies and the Rangers, um, and I will sort of take us through um, what that one has looked like so far. Of course, the first game uh, ends up being six to four. Bard gets the win there. Um, For the Rockies, Um, Rockies have been a really fun team to watch so far this year. Um, They end up getting that second game four to one as well. Um, Again, just just a fun baseball team so far. Really, a really good time to watch. Um, I believe then they they were off on Wednesday, Um, and uh, they start a new series against the Cubs tonight. So that'll be really fun. But yeah, the Rockies, the Rockies are looking good, man. They're 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 a fun team. They're uh ended up getting to i think believe they're four and one now they're actually leading the west which is crazy um that obviously will probably not last but you know they've they've done it behind really good pitching um
1: yeah which i think is a surprising thing because on paper like it's their batting uh, lab that would be at least. i would say bottom five rotation in baseball and, and the bullpen is suspect at best and then you look at the rangers you know struggling to score any runs and you'd think the Rangers would have one of the better offenses in baseball with yeah. Simeon and Seager in the middle of that lineup.
0: And I mean, Seager, Garver, even you know Miller, Lowe to an extent, Garcia, have been hitting okay, but the rest of that lineup has just been – they've just not been good. Um, so Yeah, I'd love
1: to see some more from the bottom of that lineup to beat the top. Yeah,
0: but uh, the Rockets do take that one. Um, so that's been a fun one to watch. Then, of course, we've got the Red Sox and the Tigers. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about that, Reed?
1: Red Sox and Tigers. Um, another one of those that, um, a team like the Red Sox, who's looking to compete for a division title has to take anything they can from the, the Tigers who we talked about in our season preview and a little bit in our opening can recap, that they're going to be a team who, you know, might surprise, uh, um, I compared them to the 2018 Braves. They have some prospects coming up, Spencer Torkelson, who hit his first home run, um, in the big leagues this week, my uh, AL Rookie of the Year pick. Uh, but uh, they actually took the game on Monday 3-1. to one. Yep. And um, I think that was the game that Torkelson did hit his first career home run.
0: He did, yeah. Um, yeah, really a good series. I mean, all the games were decided by two runs, so it was close. I mean, the Tigers end up taking it in the bottom of the eighth in the first game. The Red Sox take it in the top of the eighth uh, in the second game and then the you know the Tigers with the furious comeback in the bottom of the eighth after they allowed the Red Sox to score seven runs in the first four innings um in the third and final game so you know you see Tigers win 3-1 lose 5-3 um and then lose 9-7 that's probably what you're going to see from them for the rest of the year you're going to see them take one or two games in a series like more than likely they'll just take one probably won't get swept super often like they're, they're going to be a competitive team Um, mean you might even see them take a series uh once in a while. And so, as long as they're giving me fun baseball, I'm happy with the Tigers. This isn't a year where you're going to see them compete. But, um, you know, the next few years, you know, getting Javi Baez in, who's playing pretty well for them, at um, least really starting out, um, you know, batting 316 so far in this, the early season with the 876 OPS. Um, nothing to scoff at for someone that they got for um, the price tag that they did. So, um, nice to see him really succeeding early in his Tigers um, tenure. So, Um, The next series we've got up is, of course, the uh, Athletics and the Rays. I don't
1: know if you saw, um, I'm sure you did, but the highlight from this series was Sean Murphy's hit by pitch, and that's (laughs) really the only note I have.
0: Yeah, nothing crazy from this, but I what was that on Monday, or Tuesday? I don't know, but yeah, there's I think been so it, was many, on, it was on Monday. Yeah, yeah, there's been so many memes, um, you know, with him sticking out his dick behind and getting hit by the pitch, and uh, yeah, man, and that, and that that Tuesday game, um, I believe, no, maybe, yeah, that Tuesday game they lost to the Rays nine to eight, I believe, uh, in ten innings and so. Um, yeah, that was really a really noteworthy thing. Again, we say it all the time. Can't stand the the A's. Although they do take this series, which was kind of surprising. They take it 2 to uh, 2 to 1, um, only losing the second game by one run as well. So they they very well could have taken this series um, and they're actually scoring runs Reed, which is one of the craziest things that I didn't think that I would ever have to say, but I mean, you know, Thirteen to two, huge explosion. Losing nine to eight, still pretty good. And even four runs on the last day uh, of the series, still pretty good. And Montes tosses a nice game, going six and a third for only one earned against a really good race team. And so um, the Rays still hold firm as a leader in the AL East because of their first series against the Orioles. But you know, the teams are within striking distance of them, so the AL East is gonna be really fun to watch this year. Um, yeah, I agree. The A's obviously aren't gonna be competitive in their division, but they're third right now, and that's that's gotta be pretty good for them. So. Uh, let's uh, let's move on and talk a little bit about the Mets and the Phillies.
1: I think probably the best series of yeah. uh, beginning of the week here, um, two juggernauts in the NL there, uh, who have both gotten off to hot starts the last couple of seasons, but just kind of failed to you know hold that as you get into August and September. So you you kind of expected this coming in, uh, you know potentially two. Teams who could win that NL East and mm. potentially two playoff teams, with especially with that third wild card spot open in each league. So
0: yep.
1: um, you certainly expected this to be a good series, and it definitely lived up to the height.
0: Yeah, um as I've said, one of these teams is gonna win the NL East. Um, it's not gonna be the Braves this year. The Braves are—they're are, still a great team. I think they still make the playoffs, but. I love the Mets this year. I love what they're doing. Um, they probably should have won the first game and gotten the sweep, but um, you know they obviously fall apart there uh, in the uh, in the eighth inning, giving up five runs. So um, if they wouldn't have done that, they get the sweep against a really high-powered Phillies offense or offense that should be high-powered. Um, obviously, Phillies win that first game five to four after the blowout from the Mets. They uh, do end up uh, getting the win. Uh, the Mets do in that case, uh, two to zero in the second game. Really good pitching, and then uh, a, a offensive battle, um, winning nine to six for the Mets in that last game with Scherzer on the bump as well. Scherzer goes um, goes five innings, only gives up one earned, gets the win there. Um, the bullpen almost falls apart on him and causes uh, him to get the uh, no decision there. But but they don't, and uh, yeah, both teams amassed nine hits, and the Phillies lose out on the series win on the final day as the Mets take it two to one. Yeah. Um.
1: And I actually going back. Um, Tyler McGill for the Mets has been lights out. His first two starts, two and and0 with uh, hasn't given up an earned run and eleven strikeouts mm-hmm. with a .58 WHIP. Up. So not something you would have expected coming from him out of the gate. But with Dick Rom, you know, being a big question mark to start the season, something that the Mets needed desperately.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the Blue Jays and the New York Yankees.
1: I know you're a little upset about uh Mr. Vladimir Guerrero
0: Jr. I'm not upset with him. He's he's a great player. Just uh, Garrett Cole is just Garrett Cole. I mean, it's it's gonna happen in big moments. He, he cowers and uh, you know, just it just is what it is. I mean, vladdy's awesome. Like I would love to, to your see
1: cap. you just have to.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's insane. I I would love to see him uh go out and hit 50 home runs this year. I mean, the dude's a monster. Um. Of course, the Blue Jays take the first game three uh, nothing. Yankees take the second game four zero. So two offenses that are really good getting shut out, um, and then the last game being six to four. Um, you know, being four four going into the eighth, and um, the bullpen. You know, Chad Green um, ends up getting the loss, but LaRosa and Peralta are both give up the actual runs um, there. And so, yeah, man, uh, we still have the fourth game of this series coming up tonight uh, in about an hour or so. So that's that's fun. Um you know, you see Rizzo having a great start to the season, which is uh really fun. Uh he gets another long ball. Um you know, that he loves that short porch over there. He's batting three hundred. Um so yeah, he's he's doing well. Uh Aaron Hicks has been a pretty good surprise for the for the Yankees. Um obviously Vladdy's doing really well for the Blue Jays, you know. Um but even George Springer so far with one Dot, one one eight OPS. So, um, man, the Blue Jays are fun. They were my pick to go to the World Series. And, um, you know, the Yankees, who are 3-3, three and three, are in fourth place in the AL East. And that just shows you how uh, how competitive this division is going to be. So uh, it's been a fun series. Hopefully we'll see an interesting game tonight as well. Um, then we've got, of course, the Nationals and the Braves. Um, talk to me you about your boys, Reed.
1: Yeah, so Braves start a road trip tonight in San Diego, four in San Diego, then four in L.A. against the Dodgers. So, ideally, you would have liked to go in having won two of three from the Nationals, um, but you just don't get that. Your offense kind of, you know, lays an egg in in game three on a Wednesday afternoon. Um, You do get a home run from Austin Riley, and you kind of think, like, okay, here here it comes, but just kind of never really materialized. Only three hits on the day for the Braves in the one run. the scary note: Max Freed getting hit in the leg with a line drive yeah. and having to exit the game. But it does seem like he's going to be okay, um, so nothing to panic about too much. But just something to keep your eye on. For...
0: Yeah, if if you're the Braves, you you can't give up a two to one series there against the against not the Nationals. All, you just all. you can't. Yeah, I mean they're they're both three and four now. I mean, if you're telling the Braves they're competing with the Nationals, it's probably not going to be for the lead in the division. I mean. The so pitching Yanoha
1: four and going on a seventeenth yeah. West Coast road trip against two of the better teams, better teams in the National yeah. League, and,
0: and so you know you have Yanoha who goes three innings and gives up you know five runs um, for Atlanta, which is not great. Strider comes in, does his job actually pretty well, goes three and a third and only giving up one. And then Davidson comes in, just gets shelled, mm-hmm. um, going two and two thirds for five run there.
1: I would like to talk about Bryce Elder picking up his first career big league win in his debut. Um, he went five and a third, I believe, picking up nine of his outs via ground ball, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of his mo. So, uh, really good to see, especially when he had some spurts of sitting on the bench for a very long time um, for some big offensive innings for the Braves. So,
0: yeah, he went five and two thirds. Um, so, just just to clarify on that, uh, Josiah Gray pitched really well for the Nationals in uh, in that first. In that last game, sorry, um, going five shutty, so good for him. Yeah, the Nationals take it two to one after winning eleven to two, losing sixteen to four. So you know, obviously a big offensive explosion there for the Braves, but um, doesn't matter if you can't replicate it for the, the whole series. And nope. so the Nationals win the last one three to one, take the series two to one. So um, after that, uh, let's let's touch on the uh the Royals and the Cardinals really quickly, um. One team that is not going to necessarily be super exciting, but probably be pretty good is the Cardinals. Um, I'm not huge on the Cardinals this year, um, as I have mentioned in our preview and and throughout the season. However, I do think they'll be a good team. Um, Maybe not necessarily the best, but they've played two games so far in this series. And so um, the Cardinals take the first one uh, six to five. So good on them. They take uh, a um, makeup on due to rain. And that game will be made up on May 2nd yesterday. Um, and then they move forward. So really just one game played between the two teams. Um, and it was won 6-5 by the Cardinals. But, you know, not much really to say about it. Just one game. You never know. I mean, it, Kansas City tried to come back after going down 6-3 uh, to three early. Ended up losing 6-5. Any thoughts on that game?
1: Uh, yeah, I think the thing I love most about baseball and is, you know, one game doesn't tell a story. So. Right. You could have literally any game, any two teams playing, and you you, you can't know for certain who's going to win, even if it's the last place team and the first place team, you know. That last place team might sneak in a few wins every now and then. You know?
0: That is indeed the case. Um, 162. Exactly that. And then, you know, then you play a one-game one wildcard, but we won't talk about that. Um, after that, of course, we've got the Marlins and the Angels. Um, the Marlins are exactly who we thought they would be, um, giving you a, a fun brand of baseball, um, but at the same time, not necessarily doing super well while doing it. I mean, their they're pitching sort of let them down in the uh, first game. Um, you get um, Alicia Hernandez uh, going four and two-thirds and giving up four runs, which is not great. Lorenzen looked really good for the Angels going six innings, giving up only one earned. Um,
1: which is a good sign for the Angels because you're looking for Lorenzen to have a bounce back here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the Angels take the take the little sweep there to six to two and then four to three. Um, I don't really have much more to say about that, Reed, unless you have something that you want to touch on there.
1: Yeah, Marlins are probably 80% pitching, and when that pitching doesn't hold up you, this is <laughs> the exact result you're going to see here.
0: That is the case. Um, so we've got uh, another fun NL West battle between the Padres and the Giants. The NL West is probably, barring the AL East, my favorite division to watch, um, just because most of the teams are going to be pretty good and going to be pretty, if they're not going to be good, they're at least going to be fun. Um, and that was the case so far for this series, specifically the Giants, who um, you know, I'm I'm not super high on this year after they had a miracle run last year. They're still a good team. Don't get me wrong, but, um, I'm not really seeing them as a premier team. Uh, they do take the series though. They, um, lose the first game 42 then come back, score 13 runs in that second game. And then, uh, well, the Padres only get two. And then we see a pitching battle, uh, between Webb and Manea, uh, in that third and final game yesterday. And the Giants win it two to one. So, um, yeah, that 13-run that game, obviously, was was pretty big. You get a home run from Belt, uh, You get one from our boy, Jock Peterson. Uh, and you get one from Flores, as well. Um, yeah, a, a lot of runs, obviously, coming in there. Cobb goes um, five innings, giving up only two. And the bullpen comes in, shuts down the next four innings, uh, taking care of the rest. The um, Padres, in this game, the second game, that is, uh, had... Um, six pitchers come in and none of them went more than a uh, inning and two thirds, which is obviously not ideal. Um, Darvish goes one and two thirds, giving up nine earned. So that ERA spike for him obviously is not great. Um, but then you know the pitching duel in the last game really fun. Logan Webb ends up going eight innings, uh, only giving up one earned. So so that's pretty fun. Yeah, uh, Minea like goes six. Two.
1: Game three, the two to one game. Um, you know Minea goes six innings, uh, only gives up the two runs, which uh, is all the Giants needed after uh, Logan Webb's eight inning with uh, Camilla Ball coming in to get the save there. A lot of strikeouts in this game, so if you like pitching, this was the game to watch.
0: Absolutely. Um, next up, we've got the Pirates taking on the Cubs in a two-game set. Um, the Cubs and the Pirates do split here. We see a 2-1 win for the Cubs in the first game, um, and then they take uh, another loss, uh, their second of the season, in that second game, losing 6-2. Um, yeah, nothing super noteworthy about, um, the second game, uh, something's a little bit noteworthy about that first game is that, uh, Seiya Suzuki is awesome, had fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, currently I believe he's batting, uh, let's take a look and make it this accurate. So he's batting 400 with a 1.524 OPS. Um, so, so that's pretty exciting. Um. Really, really love to see that. Um, him coming over, of course, from, from Asia and um, fitting right in and right field there for the Cubs. So he's been, he's been a fun watch after they lost a lot of their stars last year. Um, what are your thoughts on him, Reed? Do you like, say, uh, a Suzuki?
1: Um, my NL Rookie of the Year pick, I absolutely love him. <laughs> um, but, you know, splitting that series with the Pirates, uh, I think puts the Cubs in a similar situation as I talked about with the Braves. A couple of tougher series coming up with the Rockies who have been hot to start the season and then the Rays immediately after. So um, you would have loved to have, you know, probably another extra win heading into those because you don't know how many of those you're going to be able to come away with victories.
0: Absolutely. Uh, just uh, three more series here to cover real quick. We've got the Astros and the Diamondbacks. Um, of course, the Astros take the first game. They're two to one. Um in a game that obviously, you know, you see is really low scoring um, and the game the next day would also be low scoring as well. Um, where the D backs only score three and two of those coming in the bottom of the 10th, they get another walk off, which is really fun. Um, they, I mean, the D backs are just fun. I didn't think they would be as fun as they are, but you know, they're it's one to one. The first game going into the ninth the Astros happen to take a win there um, and win it two to one. But I mean, The pitching for the Diamondbacks was good. You know, Bumgarner goes five innings, only gives up one earned. Bullpen comes in. Mellon obviously gives up the uh, game-winning run. But, you know, besides that, really good pitching um, for the Diamondbacks. And in the second game, even, you know, you see Kelly go five and a third. um, And then not giving up any runs. The bullpen comes in, gives up one run. um, But... Beyond that, man, you, you see really good pitching from the Diamondbacks, which is not something that I thought you would see. Um, and, of course, you get the um, RBI at the end. Seth Beer, I'm telling you, man, coming in and uh, you know scoring the single run for the Diamondbacks early in the game in the first inning, and uh, he's up to four RBIs on the season. So, my boy, my Reno Rookie of the Year pick um, coming through. So, that's, that's really exciting. He's batting three oh eight and Uh, 895 OPS early in the season, so that's that's fun. Highest OPS on the team, so Um, yeah. The these these uh these darn snakes are are at least they're at least fun. I mean, they're two and four, they're gonna get last place in the West with with a couple really good teams, but uh, if they're exciting to watch, I don't mind it.
1: Yeah, not at all. They covered it.
0: Uh, we've got two more series we've got the White Sox and the Mariners. Why don't you uh take us through that series?
1: Yeah, so. White Sox take the series over the Mariners, which I don't think is anything to sleep over. Um, I still do think this is a very good Mariners team, and you know, the White Sox have kind of doubted a little bit. Um, I don't doubt that they'll win that division, um, but any further than that, I've got a lot of question marks for them. Um, this, they were in line for a trade with the A's to get Frankie Montas, which would have bolstered that pitching staff immensely, and I mm-hmm. think kind of Maybe giving them an argument to go far in October, um, but that seems to have fallen through, and um, doesn't look like a deal is going to get done. So, still a little bit of question marks there. But this series victory is nothing to sleep over. That's a good Mariners team.
0: It's is it though? I I'm not high on the Mariners as I've said. I mean, I think that a lot of their wins last year was just sort of a little lucky, um, a little you know flash in the pan. Um, they lose three to two, six four, and then take a five one win. They're going to be competitive. Like they're not going to be an outright bad team, but I just I think in that div- that division where you have the Astros, um, and you know some other competitive teams, maybe not necessarily good teams, but some competitive teams. They're not they're not going to be able to win that division. They're not probably going to be able to get a wild card with the teams from the AL East that are pushing for three. The, having the third one there obviously gives them a better chance, but I would, if I had to guess whether or not the AL East gets three teams or the Mariners get in, I'm taking the AL East. Um, they'll be fun to watch. I mean, they're three and four right now, which obviously isn't great, but it's early in the season. Uh, we'll give it another couple weeks and then check back in on the Mariners, but I, not not super high on them. Um, the, the final series, of course, is the... Uh, has to do with the Minnesota Twins, um, who have been, you know, pretty interesting uh, so far early this year. Um, they are, I believe, taking on the Dodgers. Um, they lose that first game seven to two. They played again uh, yesterday, I do believe, mm-hmm. um, and they lose seven to zero. So obviously not great at the plate. Um, well, speaking of not great at the plate, K-
1: Clayton Kershaw went seven perfect innings. Mm-hmm. And was pulled from the game two batters later. Um, your former best friend Gary Sanchez ended that perfect game.
0: Yeah, let's. Uh, well, let me get through this first game, and then we can we can talk about that because that 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 is more than likely the name of our episode about uh, Clint Kershaw's not so perfect perfect game. Um, in that first game, Dodgers win seven to two. Correa gets a double in there. Um, Heaney pitches really well, surprisingly, because he's absolutely awful. Uh, but he goes four and a 3rd with giving up um one run unearned. Um they win seven to two. And then yeah, the second game where the Dodgers take a two-game sweep is a seven zero win. They give up one hit um from Gary Sanchez. Um just ridiculous. I mean, I understand you want to save his arm. He's you want to watch the pitch count, but I mean the man was went seven innings. Had 13 strikeouts. That means he struck out 13 out of 21 batters. And you pull him. I mean, are you serious? He he has two more innings to go. He's likely going to strike at least two or three more guys out. So you're telling me that you are not going to allow Clayton Kershaw the chance to get three or four guys out with balls in play? Because, I mean, look at that tracker. I understand he's a little bit older. I understand you want to save his arm. I understand that you all of these things. I get it. The man threw eighty pitches in this game. That's not a lot. I mean, he even if he didn't get the perfect game, he's still likely staying under hundred pitches. Yeah, I mean, you have th- to understand it,
1: it, this is game six
0: of. I don't care. I don't care. A perfect game is more impressive in some ways. And listen, I understand what you play for. If a guy tells me that he has a World Series ring, I'm saying, that's awesome. I wish that I had one. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really impressive. You're a world champion. If a guy tells me that he has a perfect game, only 23 other guys in the history of the world have ever done that. It's a perfect game. I mean, that, you're not at least giving him the chance. I mean, if he goes out there in the eighth and he gives up a leadoff walk or a leadoff hit or whatever it might be, cool. Pull him out the game at eighty five pitches, eighty six pitches, ninety pitches, whatever. Understandable. If if this if this man went seven perfect innings and you're not even giving him a chance to do something that only twenty three other people have ever done, if I'm Kershaw, I'm just saying I'm not coming out the game. I understand the implications of all that, but Kershaw's a legend at this point. He's going to go in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the best pitchers to ever yeah, do it.
1: I, I think I think part of your argument too, and. You know, I'll play devil's advocate to my own opinion that he probably should have been pulled. Um, you know, he is getting up there in age, and you don't know when he's going to get the chance to do this again, or even get anywhere close to being able to do this again.
0: A Kershaw will likely never go seven innings perfect ever again. I don't. I mean, he's never done it in his career before to this point. So, what makes what makes you think that he's going to do it again? I mean, this is this is literally a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. Some of the best pitchers ever didn't get this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you're just pulling him because his pitch count got up to 80. I mean, he threw 53 strikes to 27 balls. That means he, he threw twice as many strikes as he did balls. I mean, he was just on fire. I mean, I, I just feel it, for him. I think tough, it's...
1: But I think it comes down to it's ga- this is game six out of hundred six. I don't
0: care. I just don't care. I You can't pull him there. You can't. It's it, It's something that he's never going to get a chance to do ever again. And it's something that only so many people get a chance to do. Um, and it's not like it was a decision that he made himself. It was something that was made for him. And I just I I, it, I just don't like it. It's just not a good look.
1: But he, he did come out after the game and say it was the right decision to pull
0: him. Yeah, well, of course he did. He's Clayton Kershaw. What's he going to say? Oh, no, I should have stayed in the game. No, he's never going to say that. Of course he's not. It's PR. I mean, it's ridiculous. You you, you cannot pull him there. If Even if it's a no-hitter and you pull him like i'm more okay with that but this is a perfect game 23 times has that happened that's it i don't know i'm just that that's where i'm at well, with it there's, i think it's a a
1: point on both sides they're they're definitely it no but. i
0: i understand the pitch count i understand you know keeping him fresh for the whole season but like it, you just can't pull him there i don't know um, that will take us through the series recaps. Um, gonna have a little bit shorter of a video, or excuse me, a uh, podcast today. Um, and so, with that, we have one more segment before we sort of close things out. Um, Reed has no idea what it is, which is really fun. Oh um, but I've come up with a new segment um, that I like to call "Whose Stat Line Is It Anyway?" Um, so I have the slash line of five players. Reed. And I'm going to read off their slash lines to you. All right. I am going to give you, after I tell you their slash line, five questions. Yeah, have have to be yes or no questions. Okay.
1: Can I write these down?
0: Yeah, sure. All right. Well, yeah, you should look them up. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them to you one at a time. Okay. So I'm going to give you these slash lines. You can write them down, do whatever you want with them. Cool. As long as you don't look anything up. And what you're going to do is you can ask five yes or no questions. I will answer them for you, and then you need to make one guess on who you think this player is. Mhm. might uh, matter of fact, I'll will give you three guesses because this is probably going to be pretty tough. I'll give you three guesses on who this player is. So I'll give you their slash line so far on the season. Sound good? Go for it. All right. We are going to start with this man right here. All right. So so far on the season. Batting average. Oh, this season? Oh, yeah. Only this season. Oh,
1: come on. Go. All right. go. At least go last season so I have like a better... Nope.
0: S- this season so far. See if you can pay attention to who's oh, been playing more. what?
1: 40 at-bats? Not even?
0: Oh, way less than that. But I don't care because it's funny. All right. That's why you get the five questions and the three guesses.
1: Lovely. All right. Go for it.
0: Batting average. 538. OBP. 625. Slugging, six ninety two. OPS one point three one seven. And I'll throw you in. He's got four RBIs. You said
1: six ninety two yep. slugging.
0: Six ninety two slugging. Okay. You get five questions, yes or no, and three guesses.
1: Five questions. Okay. American League. No. Right. In El Central? Yes. Cubs? Yes. Sayas Suzuki?
0: No. Maybe, I'll, maybe I will give you one guess. This uh, narrow down divisions like that. So just, just the one guess. But you can keep on going. You got one more guess, one more question, and then a guess. Um, Infielder? No. All right. Who is your guess? You get one guess, and you know it's not Saya Suzuki. I'll give you an extra hint. This person is leading the MLB in batting average. Ian Happ? It is Ian Happ. The boy, Ian Happ, 27 years old from Pittsburgh, playing for the Cubs, batting 538 with a 1.317 OPS. So big start to the season for Ian Happ. You love to see it. Um, so, yeah, man, he's, he's he's come out on fire so far. So see if he can keep that up. Um, not got any homers yet, which is interesting, but he's, he's doing well for himself, so. You ready for the next one? Let's
1: go.
0: Batting average 300. OBP 481. Slugging 800. OPS 1.281. And as your added piece of information, he has hit 3 home runs.
1: Is this an infielder?
0: It is an infielder.
1: Is this infielder in the American League?
0: They are in the American League.
1: Is this Anthony Rizzo?
0: It is Anthony Rizzo. Very good. Yeah, Anthony Rizzo with a good start to his season as well. The 1.281 uh, OPS is good for 11th in the league, and the home runs good for 2nd. Um, tied for second uh, so far this season. So, nice work there. i um, going to give you the only pitcher that we have for today. Okay. Ready? 3.27 ERA. 11 innings pitched. And a uh, 13 strikeouts. sorry. And a 2.11 uh, opponent's batting average.
1: Is this a starting
0: pitcher? It is a starting pitcher. Should have known that with the 11 innings, but go on.
1: Okay, sure. American League? No. NL East?
0: Um, It is the NL East, yes. Give you his whip for free. It's a 1.09 if that helps you all. Well. Let's
1: see. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Um, do I get another question or
0: you have two more, questions I, have
1: two more and questions, I guess. Okay. Is this a Mets arm?
0: It is a Mets arm.
1: it's not McGill, because he's not giving up a run. I don't think it's Scherzer. Scherzer.
0: Is it, Scherzer? it is
1: Scherzer,
0: yeah. No, no, you're good. I, I, believe you. But yeah, man, it's it's Scherzer. He's uh started off all right. I mean, pretty good. Um, tied for second in the majors. I think that's about stage. what you're gonna
1: expect from him though. His yeah, is which is good. Crazy. A
0: three two seven ERA as well. Like that's good. that, that, is, that is a good season. So, I don't. So I, but keep the that thing is, I
1: don't think it's worth the money that they're paying. him. I think.
0: Probably not, but I mean they're only paying him for you know a like short if you're amount of time. Sign so it's like, him,
1: like you're going to pay him money to put up those numbers. Like I don't think yeah. you, yeah, the money you're putting up that you're paying him is to put up Cy Young numbers, and I don't think you're going to get you know top ten Cy Young numbers from them.
0: So. All right, we got two more for you. You ready?
1: Go for it.
0: Next one, we've got a 360 batting average, a 400 slugging, an eight 84 OPS. And your extra piece of information for this one is this man has already walked on the season six times.
1: Is this Matt Olson?
0: It is not Matt oh, Olson.
1: I know he's walked like a crap ton. Like, uh, I think he had like four walks before he even had a hit. Um, uh, All right, American League?
0: It is the American
1: League. Okay, West?
0: It is not the West. Would it be the East? It's not the East. You got one question left, and then a guess. All right, is this an infielder? It is not an infielder, so you know that it is a AL Central either outfielder, has to be outfielder or a Disney hitter, I guess, but... um, who's um, doing pretty well for himself so far this season. This is I will say this is probably the hardest one of the, uh, of the guesses.
1: An outfielder or a designated hitter? It's just Stephen Kwan, isn't it?
0: It is not no. Stephen Kwan. You do have the correct team, though. Uh,
1: would it be uh, Ramirez? Was it Ramirez?
0: No, it's, uh, it's an outfielder, remember?
1: Oh, you're right. Uh, I... I honestly, don't
0: know who those outfielders are. It is Miles Straw. Really? Interesting. Yeah, he's got a 484 OBP because he's walked six times so far this year. So, 25 at bats and six walks, pretty pretty good. So, um, so you know, if you've gotten what two correct so far and three, I've gotten three. You got or four. three correct. You missed one. Okay, well, let's see if you can bat 600 with the last guy here. Um, we've got a 379 batting average. Only a 3.87 OBP, a 5.52 slugging, and a 9.39 OPS. Um, your extra piece of information is that he, and this is this could be big, has already hit a triple on the season.
1: Oh no! I know somebody who hit a triple. I don't. I can't think of it, man. Um...
0: Well, good thing you got some questions to figure it out.
1: See national league,
0: not the national okay. league. No, okay.
1: Okay. Um, AL East.
0: It is the AL East.
1: Dude, uh, is this a Rays player?
0: It is a Rays player.
1: And is it an infielder?
0: It is an infielder.
1: I have two guesses, right?
0: I'm ready. You have two questions. No, yeah, you have, you have one question and a guess. Remaining.
1: Oh, I only get one guess. Is that where we're done?
0: Okay. I mean, you can guess with one of your questions if you want okay, to.
1: Answer. I may do that. Hmm. Is this Wander Franco?
0: It is Wander Franco. That is correct. Yes, not a very good OBP, but you know he's hitting the ball, so who cares? I mean, he's uh, currently 90. It's of to-
1: surprising because he, as an on-base yeah. machine, and he has been. He was the. Uh, but he's still like he's just
0: seven. he's hitting well. He just he only has one walk so far. Just yeah. twenty nine at bats, so but, you know it's yeah, a walk. I, percentage, think, I think that'll even, even out as he gets more at bats. I think probably so. So yeah, that was uh, whose stat slash slash line is it, anyways? Um, which you know maybe maybe we'll have that back every now and then as a segment. We're hoping to, you know, get our series recaps in have a little bit of fun at the end of every episode. Um, uh, Read anything final from you before I uh, close this out here? Um,
1: I need the Braves to um, do better against the AAA Nationals next time.
0: And I want Garrett Cole to pretend like he's an ace. So, uh, thanks everyone for coming in and listening to us once again. We appreciate um, your ears on our product. Uh, if there's anything we can do for you. You can hit us up on Twitter if you have any questions or comments about the show. Um, you can find us on Twitter at uh, spitballin underscore pod. No, pod underscore spitballin. Sorry, I don't even know my own ad. Pod underscore spitballin. That's P-O-D underscore S-P-I-T-B-A-L-L-I-N. Uh, so yeah, follow us on Twitter. Interact with us. Talk with us. We'd love to talk some baseball with you. Um, and then we will be back this weekend for our uh, weekend show to recap some more series. Have another Fun little game. uh, Talk some more baseball. Um, Yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.